Hello, it's you, Dougie Cousins from Barron's. <laughs> How's it going? If you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. I had to do it, right? <laughs> what is going on, dude? Just hanging, you know, it's fall now. It's so so, uh, so winter, like snowing, basically, you're, you're, is what you're trying to say? Oh, no, I mean, it's nice out. It's a weird, <laughs> it's weird. It's a little too warm to be uh, October right now. But uh, yeah, just chilling, just hanging. Love that, dude. Well, let's just dive right into it, man. We're we're like a week away from the NHL season. Um, a lot a lot to be excited about. The Islanders just locked down Matt Barzell for you know eight years, so super excited I, about that, dude. I saw that and I was like, the the wording of it was funny uh, because it said uh, the Islanders lock up. Uh, Matt Barzell, eight years, but it just, it's the title, like the headline sounded like he was being forced to play there. (laughs) Like, I forget what the exact wording was, but it was like he was being punished for eight years is what it sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's, he's super pumped to be an Islander. You know, obviously they're the ones signing his check. So he has to kind of say that, but yeah, well, he's the guy, he's the guy and the uh, guy. It's all because Pajama Boy left and, and he was able to take over. Best thing that could have happened to you guys, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. It, it was uh, just so freaking like heartbreaking when he left. But then so like just unbelievable when Matt Barzell just stepped up and, you know, won the colder and just has has been really just putting the team on his back. So. Yeah, Glad it's worked he, out well. He's locked in, and I guess, you know, since we're talking Maple Leafs, and that's the team that you root for, how are you feeling these days, man? Because I, I saw one record where that, like, Maple Leafs are one of the longest tenured teams of, like, making the playoffs right now, like, consecutively. Yeah. But then also all those first-round exits, man. Like, if I was a fan, I would be heated and, like, ready to, like, burn down the, the arena <laughs> yeah i mean it's interesting because it really i it's only really so in my mind three like the that lockout season they did not really make the playoffs that was a play-in mm-hmm. series so they didn't even really make it that year if you think about it and then like the montreal thing that sucked that wasn't supposed to happen but then last year it's like i can't even be angry at that you know, it's Tampa. You know they're going to go all the way. Even Montreal went all the way. They're getting beat by teams that that go all the way, which is almost what makes it even harder. You know, because you're like, if they would have won that, that could have been them. But it's a bit of bad luck. But I have faith. I think this year, uh, I don't know if they'll win a cup, but I think as long as they don't play Tampa first round, they it's looking good. Like, they should be okay. So that's a hard one because uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a Bolts fan. Um, I'm basically two and a half hours outside of Tampa, but it's they've the the team that they've built and like Stevie Stevie Wonder definitely built like an, an amazing team down here in Tampa, and I'm really sad to see him go back to uh, Detroit. But um, I mean, we have a solid team, and it, it's weird seeing a Florida team do well. I mean, we didn't. I mean, before the Bucks started doing well, like we really didn't really have a team that was actually pulling it for Florida until Tampa Bay and then the Buccaneers when Tom Brady just entered the the city. 
Yeah, well, that's surprising too mm-hmm. because you guys don't have state tax, right? No. You'd think that would be the spot because n- states without state tax, I just feel like, like if you're playing hockey in Canada, like those guys still have to pay tax based on where they play. Yeah. So you'd think those markets and they are attracting those some a lot of that now, um, because even Florida's great. Like Florida, the Panthers rock. Um, yeah, the Panthers yeah. came up out of nowhere. Like they they were just building that team up. And I was scared. Like last season, I was like, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to be able to beat the Cats. Yeah, yeah, they're a good team. Tampa's crazy though, man. I, it's it's crazy what a goalie can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Like the team is good, but obviously when they're not good, they can still win. Yeah, because v- Vasilevsky's just ridiculous. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not fair. It's really not. That's two years, actually, if you think about it, that the Leafs lose to a team with just insane goaltending, and their goaltending is just fine. And I don't know if it's the difference maker, but you do notice it, you know? I think it's it like, is the difference maker, man, yeah. I, especially in the playoffs. I, I feel like having a, a goaltender that you can rely on to, to steal some games for you is such a difference maker. Yeah, but at the same time, the Avs won it. And that's not exactly, you know, that's not, you know, they played Frank who's through half through a bunch of those games and still made it to the, made it to the end and won it. So I don't think it's like everything, but it definitely makes, makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I think the abs defense is underrated too. They do have McCarr, which helps, but yeah, they have some very good. Like Taze is a name that no one really like, unless you're like a, 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 diehard hockey fan like that's a name you don't know yeah and he, he's been consistent even because he he actually went to Quinnipiac where my wife went to college and uh he he was a stud there he, he's just kind of a stay-at-home defenseman and that you know you need in the NHL not flashy just does his job yeah I mean yeah, they were able I, to shut Tampa down yeah and I just think that too like that team is so good. It also depends too. Like I think with the Leafs, uh, and I hope, I think this has changed last year, and I think it's changed this year. But the year they lost to Montreal, it was a one-line team. The second Tavares got injured, mm-hmm. and it was just shutting down one line. And if you can do that, you're going to win the series, and that's exactly what happened. But I think that kind of changed last year. They have a be- bit of a better, you know, offense now, and that allows. It kind of makes the other team like if you're playing like McCarr. Like he he's gonna jump up into the play. Guys like that, if you have a good enough offense, he's not able to do that as freely. Um, of course, we'll never know. You know, <laughs> we'll never know because the Leafs can't get past the first round. So I don't know if we'll ever play a Western Conference team in the in the playoffs, but it would be interesting to see. Unless they go back to that all Canada division again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was so rough. boring. I'm happy that that's over. That sucked. Yeah, it, it did. I, I feel like I, I didn't even keep track that season, like of what was going on up there. Like it was, fa- it was truly foreign to us. It, yeah, it was the the wild yeah. west, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and it's also it's crazy because like Montreal was not a good team, and of course, when teams get on a run, they can do anything. Yeah, but they sh- if that was not that year, 
they wouldn't have even made the playoffs, which makes it that much crazier that they went to the, the cup final. <laughs> it just makes it even more insane. And I was like, this is almost going to be bad for the team because now the management's going to think they have a good team. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened last year. Like just bottomed out. Absolutely awful. Cause they didn't make enough changes in that off season. Cause they're like, well, why, why should we, we went to the cup final. I think they're getting rocked by the Sens right now, actually. Yeah. I, the Sens are going to be good, dude. They're mm-hmm. going to be real. I, I last year I watched a lot of their games and they were really exciting. Um, having, I used to work at the arena there and I'm not a Sens fan, but I do like seeing them succeed as long as it's not against the Leafs. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, they were just an exciting team. They were bad, but they were exciting. And I think this year, with the changes they've made, I don't know. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think you never know. Like they could squeak in there. Yeah, dude. It's like last minute wild card. That's the beautiful thing about this time of year, man. Like even when the Islander Islanders were dog shit, like. I was always so excited in October. I was just like, you yeah. know what? Anything can happen. Anything. Can, you don't know. can go hot in, the, in October yeah. and then just ride that out. And, you know, some young guys that we don't really know what they had can turn it on. And then they become household names. And, you know, it, it yeah, happens. It's that, crazy. That, Especially with the right coach. Like, the Islanders play such a um, – I don't know what – like, I don't know if – like mechanical or like robot, like it's so structured. It's very it's at times too structured. Like yeah. yeah, that that was really the one negative about having Barry Trotz is like mm-hmm. he is such a systems coach and he expects like even he it, he wanted Ovechkin to buy in. Yeah, and, and like even those years when Ovechkin, you know, when they won the cup, like Ovechkin wasn't Ovechkin. Like, no. Yeah, he he still but like it's... would rip the shots from the the top of the circle, but like yeah, it, it he was, was dialed still, back a little bit. He was dialed back, and and he yeah. expects all his forwards to come back and you know back check and do all that. Which you know when you're a superstar and you know the OHL or whatever, and you yeah. play juniors, and that's not really your game. That that's tough to to adapt to, and uh, I think that was what you know barzy was struggling with you know the first yeah, couple of years he had very doug limited Waite. doug Waite was just like yeah do whatever you want out there yeah. and that's where he was creative and when he won the colder but then trots came and definitely made him yeah he's very limited in. with trots but like i think that's a good thing because it's you can take a mediocre team and make them good mm-hmm. oh he you know he, he makes the best playoff teams like all the teams that trots puts together are just what you want in the playoffs. Yeah. Like fourth line grinders, you know, the Pajos of the NHL. Like that's why the Islanders went to -to back-to-back Eastern conference finals is because once they get in, that's the, that's the type of team. That's the type you need to be. That's what scares me about the Leafs is because they're just so, uh, they just fly. Like just whatever happens, happens. And it's when they're, when it's going well, they look incredible. But when it's not going well, it's it's confusing. It's like no one knows what anyone is doing. <laughs> you know, like it's like there needs to be so much natural chemistry there for it to work. And sometimes there isn't. And you're like, oh, my God, like this. This is hard to watch. But when it works, it's like you're watching a movie. Just like some of the plays Marner and Matthews make are just 
it blows your mind. Like just passes through just like crazy passes followed by like an insane one. And you're like, this is like a scripted event. <laughs> but then when it doesn't work, you're like, Oh God, I can't watch. Like it's but, just brutal. Cause there's, it's, and there is structure, but not in that way, you know? And when playoff time comes, it's like, you better hope that they're on because if they're not, that's going to be it. Now in Canada, do you guys have that Amazon like documentary that they did a couple of years yeah. ago? You were able to get and watch that. Yes, man. And, I'm ha- and so it's so well it, done, dude. It's so well done, and it's perfect because they lose in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're someone who's like not that into hockey, you're like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, see what it's all about. You you get the perfect Leafs experience. <laughs> You get it exactly. Yeah, you get it exactly <laughs> as it is every year. You're getting exactly what you asked for. So it's uh but it would have been insane if they made a run and 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 it would have been a probably a much more interesting documentary, but um <laughs> I did find it funny that even the year they film a documentary like it still goes down the exact same way. Everything goes wrong, we're cursed. And we are cursed. I'm convinced. Like you know how the Boston Red Sox they they were cursed. And then they like broke that curse and it took, what was it? Was it like a hundred years? Oh, uh, yeah. Years. The goat curse or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, like or the Bambino curse. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah. I'll put the goat curse with someone else. Yeah. And, and that's how the Leafs feel. It's like, it's just a cursed team. And like, I don't know what needs to happen, but at some point it's just going to get broken and they're going to, they're going to win it a year and it's going to be a year. They shouldn't win it. It's going to be a year where Matthew signs somewhere else and some, you know, it's like they shouldn't even make the playoffs and then they're going to go and win a cup. It's going to be one of those. So I guess since you brought it up, like this year has to kind of have you on edge a little bit, right? I feel like this is a, a very important year with, you know, a, a few contracts that have to be re-signed. And, you know, do you, do you think long term they can keep all these pieces together? Or are we going to see at the end of this year maybe some changes? Um. I honestly think Dubis is is sort of a genius. Oh, uh, just mathematically, yeah. You saw he, that in the documentary. Yeah, he's as long as they keep him around. That's what scares me because if they lose in the first round this year, it's the staff changes that are more concerning, really, than uh, any player signing somewhere else. Because I just think he manages everything really well, and even this year, uh, not re-signing Campbell. You know, going with just a solid goalie tandem. Um, I thought was really smart and it does leave room for them to re-sign Matthews. It does mm-hmm. leave room for them to do all that. And I, I mean, I made that joke that Matthews would re-sign somewhere else, but I honestly think he will stay in Toronto. I'd like him to. And, um, I don't know. I have a lot of confidence in Dubas cause he just finds a way, dude. He's like a, he's a nerd. <laughs> he's just a think, nerd. I think the real Toronto curse is, uh, having a player, sign to another team and then go back to back in the Stanley cup. Yeah. <laughs> and they have particularly bad luck with goalies. Like they really haven't drafted goalies super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they do, they end up on another team. You know what I mean? It's like, like Rask was a Leafs uh, draft pick. I'm fairly sure. I, I believe so. Yeah. I, I think, think he was. He, and I think they traded him to Boston and now it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm at, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was because it's happened so many times. Just like having a piece that doesn't seem important in the moment, like even Dursey going to LA, 
Sean Dursey, like he's a good defenseman. It would be so, it would have been huge to have him. He's rocking it on LA right now. Hell yeah. So I, I, I don't think we asked the last time you were on, do you have like an all time favorite leaf? Cause you play uh, goalie, right? Yeah. So mine would be Curtis Joseph. Okay. Yeah. Not, not Felix he was just, Potvin. Were you, were you too young for Felix Potvin? Well, I got my, my Potvin poster back oh, okay. there. Yeah, in the back right there. Yeah. But, um, I was a I was a little young, but I do remember it. He obviously had the best aesthetic in terms of his equipment. Just oh yeah, the yeah. mad cool, great gear. But um, I was a little I was like young when he was playing, but it was um. So I guess that's why J- Curtis Joseph would take kind of like more focus because I was kind of at an age where like I was I was playing rep hockey and I was excited about hockey and. I was watching the Leafs and he was in net and he would just play insane. You know, like he would have game and he was kind of unorthodox. You know, that era where goalies hadn't really been quite figured out yet. You could have like a Dominic Hasek or, you know, just a goalie that does crazy shit and still somehow stops the puck, which would probably never work today. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he was just wild, made insane saves and he had a bit of a temper, which was cool. Just very passionate. Yeah, running into refs. You know, it was fun. <laughs> you know, it was exciting. Like, you're a kid, you're watching that. You're like, man, this guy's into it. This guy wants to win, you know? So I think it would be Curtis Joseph. But in terms of a player, it would probably be um, it'd probably be Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are, are you happy with Tavares all these years later? Are you team Tavares? Yeah, I mean, he's a point-per-game player. He's good. He's steady. Um, he's not flashy, which is fine. Um, and I think we saw like with him getting injured in that first game, just how debilitating that is to the Leafs, because it's like, he doesn't do anything. You don't really notice him a whole lot, but that's what makes him good. Yeah. Like he kind of just is a guy that will stand in front of the net, get cross-checked like 40 times and wait for that puck to bounce and put it in. And I think they kind of need a player like that. You know, I don't know in terms of salaries and stuff. I don't know if that kind of player should be 11, 10 or $11 million, but it works. You know, he's a, he's a great second line center. And, uh, is that what yeah, he's, playing? he's your second line center at, the, at this point? Yeah. Bill Matthews is the first line center. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So it is crazy to pay a second line center that much money, but yeah, you know, they've done an okay job. I just, with him and Nylander, sometimes it's a bit weird because he's so, I mean, people call him a robot, but he's just very structured, like very like, you know, like he could be like a very advanced AI. Oh, yeah, dude. He, you know? he has no personality. <laughs> yeah. He he probably eats the same thing for breakfast yeah. every single so day. Robot. Dude, have you seen his uh, his cereal box? No. It's very standard. It's perfect. It's very it's standard. just it's very normal. Just exa- <laughs> like no branding. It's like <laughs> Yeah. He, Is he it the has, recipe ninety one? Yeah. Oh I, God, didn't, yeah. I didn't even know he <laughs> yeah. had that. Oh my Dude, gosh. It's, it's just basically brand flakes. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's it's literally like brand flakes with like it's a blue box with like word art on top that says recipe ninety one. And it <laughs> yeah. has it has him in like, like the traditional just like hockey pose, and they put blueberries in it. Yeah, for fiber. 
I'm he's actually perfect. surprised. I feel he's I feel so... like the blueberries is living on the edge for him. It's literally yeah. brand flakes. It's just they yeah. just take the raisins out for blueberries. Oh my god. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> Dude, there they so in that documentary, there was a scene where he was sitting around the fire with his uncle. His uncle, who was like the professional lacrosse player. Yes. And like his uncle and him were like kind of like sharing memories of like, you know becoming a professional athlete and everything and like you could tell his uncle was like sincerely happy and like smiling and john tavares was like oh my god i have to smile and he's like (laughs) 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 like he doesn't even know what to do with his face and it was just like this is your uncle like let loose like have a a moment personal conversation (laughs) but he just he can't do it i think he really is like a highly advanced robot yeah but yeah, it's like funny seeing him on the ice with Nylander, who just is the exact opposite type of player. Mm-hmm. So like that second line is wild. Like it's just an experience. Like every time they go out there, it just feels, it just feels like like uh, just watching two things that shouldn't work try and work together, and uh, weirdly does work pretty well. Like I do, but you know, it's kind of that same thing that like. When it doesn't work, it's it's wild to watch. Yeah. But when it does work, it's awesome. Jeez, I gotta try to get my hands on this recipe ninety one. I, oh, I, I need. I that. just googled it really quick. It's the funniest thing, dude. It's yeah. in the grocery store. I'll have to buy some, and then on the next tour, I'll yeah, dude. Just bring I, it I, down. I'll I need just, to I'll distribute it. I need to keep that on my shelf at I'm all. Just gonna times. confiscate it at the border. They're like, nah, you can't bring this to the states. <laughs> no. No recipe. We, we can't let it, we can't let Islander fans see this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Cool. So, um, in other NHL news, and to kind of tie this back to a little bit of music, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, the NHL soundtrack came out, and I do want to just quickly talk about that because uh, for the first time in a couple of years, there's actually artists on here that are from our scene there it's actually some heavy music on here so what were your your initial thoughts when you saw this uh soundtrack dougie i thought it was cool you got real friends in there you know you got turnstile those those guys are hockey fans though right uh i don't know i mean we toured with them they never talked much about hockey um their new singer cody he is canadian so maybe he's a hockey fan, uh, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't know if they're hockey fans. Um, you got Turnstile in there though. That's sick. So sick. Uh, who else? Games we plays in there. That's sick. Uh, uh, a day to remember. I'm pretty sure they're remember. Panthers fans, right, Justin? Um, I don't think they're Panthers fans. Are they? I don't know. I don't but pay Pup attention. Is back to on there again. Pups on there. Corns on there with one of their new tracks, yep. which is pretty cool. Yeah, Pup um, is sick. It's interesting because some of these bands are like reoccurring. Like, uh, 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 I think Motionless and White was in another game. Oh, yeah. I think Mod yep. Sun one, Mod Sun was as well. Yeah. And what's the uh, the other one? Because I liked or... a song. Uh, oh, maybe that's not in this. Yes, Yonaka. Yonaka has a song that absolutely slaps. It was in a previous Chell game, and it slaps. So, like the last person in there, last band in there. 
Um, but yeah, it looks like a good list. I'm stoked. Seems like they're kind of figuring it out, you know? Yeah. They and- got some good, some good options in there. I just hope it comes with the option where like there was a feature. I don't know in what game it was, but you could pick which songs you wanted to hear and which songs you didn't want to hear. That's sick. I did that on the, because, the new Tony Hawk. Yeah, because it, cause sometimes the algorithm in the game will just give you the same like four. I, I get I don't know how this works because I don't understand video games, <laughs> but there are certain songs that play way more than other songs. Yeah. Like a crazy amount. And I'm like, okay, I've heard this song 70 times. I'm gonna have to like just mute that one for a little. Like it can come <laughs> back in a bit, but like it's it's a especially if you're playing franchise mode and you're in the menu the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just happy they have a lot of music. Because on some on some previous games, I don't know, like year to year, uh, it can be different, but uh I like that there's a lot of it this time. Mm-hmm. There's like probably 20 songs in there. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty impressed this this time around. What was the uh, the year that they had Snoop Dogg on and he would come oh, in like, oh, dude, like in the second or third period, was, uh... and he would say the same thing. Yeah, I loved it, though. I never turned it off. I found it hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. It was I think it was either I want to say like 2020 or 2021. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was pretty recent. And they would just always yeah. come out and they would be like, hey, Snoop, remember when? You know, everybody used to wear Kings jerseys. He's like, yeah, man, that was the snizzle. And then he would just start talking about like, oh, look at that clapper. And you're like, Snoop, <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. I think that shit's so good. I love it. I like and it's a silly thing. Like, it doesn't improve the game in any way, but it makes me laugh. And I'm, that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's just one of those things you just pay attention to because it's like it's like you never pay attention to the commentators. But then Snoop Dogg comes in and it's like, oh. Snoop Dogg's at this Tampa game, uh, Bolts game with the Hurricanes. And you're like, no, he's not. He's not going to see yeah. the Canes game. No, no. I, well, that's the thing. I often think about, like, how much dialogue needs to be recorded for the announcers. Because, like, obviously you're going to get repeats if you play it enough. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it even can exist in that way fluidly without it being too weird you know, with the names stitched in and you know what I mean? It's interesting. Cause I'm like, damn, that's so much dialogue. Even Cause I don't think a player too. Yeah. Like, I don't think they steal it from live games. I think they have to genuinely go in there and record at a studio into a microphone, all of these dialogue lines. And it's, it's like got a, a robot at this point, like that can do it. Cause you'd think so, but I think they just got to go in there and nail it out. I think it's probably like three or four days. Of just like dishing out lines, yeah. I, I think we got to ask next time because that that would be just tedious and just. <laughs> but it's awful the way it has to, do to be it every done. Year. I mean, they don't do it every year though. Um, they used to do it every year, I think, back in the day. But I think now they reuse uh, at least the last couple. I don't know, but I find that like for a few years they'll just the commentators will be the exact same. For the most part, they might add a few things, but yeah, just to spice it up a little bit. Dougie, are you still playing like the dark web NHL 93? That's like (laughs) it was NHL 04. (laughs) It was NHL 04. And I got to get back into it. They haven't haven't shut that down yet. Uh, I mean, there's no reason to. It's it's so niche. It's crazy. But uh, it's yeah, there's still a community supporting it. 
uh, NHL 04. Uh, if you want, to, if anyone wants to play, it's NHL 04 Rebuilt, and you can just Google it, and it'll bring you to the forums. But there's just a community keeping that game alive, and it looks beautiful. Like they've, oh, like even the graphics look great. Like everything about that game is awesome, and it's just a community. Um, I've not contributed anything to it. <laughs> I just download it and play it. But the people that keep that game going and keep the roster updates and the the jerseys and and everything up to date, even the arenas, like those people rock. But it's the crazy. question is, can cool. you still play the Thrashers? So you can't in Rebuilt, but there's yeah. like a there's like a bunch of other mods that people have developed as well. Like mm-hmm. you can still play the vanilla game if you want. Yeah. Um, but even that requires mods because it's built, it's made for like old, old hardware. So you even have to download some mods just to get it to work. But yeah, you can play the vanilla version and play like the thrashers. They even have like, I think like a eighties mod for it. And, and uh, it's mad cool. I mean, dude, NHL 22. I love that. They, uh, they got the uh, custom rosters now. Mm-hmm. Sick. I always try to get like every other every other year. The even years always seem to be like the best updates. Yeah, I just buy it every year. I'm a sucker. (laughs) I haven't bought one since unapologetically. Yeah, I just buy it every year. I don't know why. It's bad. If it's the game you play, it's the game you play, man. That's exactly. It's like MLB. I'm the same thing with MLB. Like, oh, the show is different. The shows I I always get the show every year. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a great game, and yeah, and uh, but yeah, there's some games that like I literally have a PS4. I bought a PS4 about two years ago because I was I couldn't play the show and I couldn't play Chell, so I was like trying to survive off this NHL 04 modded game. And Madden in 2K, which is fine. But I was like, I'm done with it. I just want to play Chell and MLB. So I bought a PS4, and those are like the only two games I play on it. I have this, I have a PS4 just for those two games. (laughs) Is that the latest system? I'm I'm so out of the loop. No, there's a newer one, but there's no way I'm buying a PS5. That's crazy. No way. (laughs) If you get your hands on it, I wouldn't buy it. (laughs) I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I just, it's too scary. It's too, it's too new, too new, and too expensive. I don't like it. That thing's it's so expensive. It's crazy. I could not justify that purchase. Amen. Amen. Adult problems. Well, <laughs> Dougie, I definitely want to dive way more into a bunch of Barons talk, but before we do that, I have to tell us about our sponsor, DraftKings. So, hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any any team to go, sorry, any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. All right, if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so Dougie, uh, real def- quick, 
Can you sure. tell uh, DraftKings to bring back the uh, DraftKings Daily Fantasy in Ontario? That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's it. So, DraftKings, if you're listening, make that happen. Make it happen, please. The sports book's cool. I like it. But Daily Fantasy, it's still in the States, and it rocks. But it, when it was on, they got rid of it in Ontario. I'm kind of bummed. Nope, you can't have fun in Ontario. They just can't have everything. Away. Well, I, I get it because this, I think Ontario made it so you could only have one. Like companies could couldn't have a bunch of platforms in mm-hmm. terms of that stuff. So they went with the sports book, which is great. But the daily fantasy, come on, you know, you pick your team. You got Crosby. You got Giroux that day. You know, you build a team. You get absolutely demolished because some rookie drops a hat trick that day. It was exciting. <laughs> you never know what could happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, DraftKings, make that happen. So, um, Doug, I, I definitely want to talk about the, the two tours that you guys just wrapped up, but I did see that not too long ago you guys announced your first holiday show. So yeah, you want to fill us in on that? Yeah, so the holiday show in Ottawa, December 3rd. Um, and it's going to be, you know, it's exciting because we obviously are a band from Ottawa. Um, or that that's where the band formed and there's, you know, there's holiday shows. We've played some holiday shows, but Ottawa really doesn't get, doesn't get that. They've never gotten a band doing holiday shows there and all that. So when we were talking about it and talking about whether we'd like to do it in Toronto or kind of what, what we wanted to do with it, we are like, let's do it in Ottawa. Let's do it where we started, where we formed and, uh, let's do it in a cool venue that we've always wanted to play. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to rock. Hell yeah. So that that's like one of those things where, you know, I, I feel like when bands in the early 2000s started to break up, that was like their one show that they would play a year, like the started line, for example, like they always yeah. came back and did their holiday show. And that started to really become a thing. And and now it seems like every band is starting to get their own holiday show in their own city. And I, I love it because mm-hmm. There's usually not too much touring that is going on at that point. So it's like a nice way, especially if you're, say, in college or whatever in your home for extended amount of time. Like, all right, let's go to a show. Like, I'm back home. Like, let's do this. So it, it's definitely something cool. And I have not personally been to any band's holiday show. Oh, it's fun. It's cool because, like, like I think that you're right. Like there's not really much touring come November, mm-hmm. December. It's very, it's a time of year where, um, it's just not really booked. And I, it's probably large, especially in North America, largely due to just traveling and dealing yep. with snow. Like the winter for the most part really chills out for touring because you don't want to be dangerous. canceling. Sh- yeah, it's, it can be dangerous, and you don't want to be canceling shows due to snowstorms and all that. So you kind of just hang out for the winter but um it's cool too because you get to have uh bands from that area bands you think are cool that are a little more local and and uh you just get to have like one big fun show and uh everyone gets to have a few beers have a good time you know it's not a tour so you're like you roll in you play your set you just have a good time you don't got to worry go home yeah you don't got to worry about driving eight hours the next day you just play you just get to play a fun show yeah, because I was going to say, Toronto has, uh, Seaway does a, a mm-hmm. yearly show in Toronto. Um, yeah. Buffalo used to have Tidmus, um, but every time I die is no longer a thing anymore. Yeah. 
uh champs does it in albany still yeah uh yeah yeah we've played the champs one and we've played the with seaway on theirs mm-hmm. and we played four years as well four years strong oh yeah in worcester or at the palladium yeah. no, that shit was crazy that's <laughs> way too many people that's just scary that's uh, scary new england comes out man especially for for like their larger bands they they show I remember I, I flew up for uh Have Hearts last show and it was absolutely insane. Oh, I can imagine. That's just crazy. Dude, those those last Have Heart shows in general, I've seen pictures of it and stuff and uh just how crazy just that's insane, you know. <laughs> Very just super cool for a hardcore band uh to be playing to, to that many people. Yeah, and it was like a hardcore band that only had at the time three albums yeah two or three you know yeah um but yeah this new england always just comes out it doesn't matter if it's raining snowing blistering hot out they just show yeah. up and it's always it's cool to see oh yeah boston people are just crazy they're just crazy people in general <laughs> they're just lunatic they're, they're angry all the time and and uh i love them boston's <laughs> like one of my favorite cities because they're just like a sports city that's like everything could be going right and they're still a bit angry. <laughs> I like that about them. Someone someone sent me a video of uh of uh two two Boston fans in Toronto on vacation and it was the funniest thing ever cuz everyone's walking around and be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm and it's like, "Hey, you, you a fucking Leafs fan? Go go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that that's the whole video. It's just like 15 yeah. seconds of just these two Boston fans just chirping everybody in the city of toronto that walked by him <laughs> yeah it's funny dude because like i went uh when when this was a, a while ago it's probably you know but when the leafs were playing boston and the you know the whole cadre thing happens with him but i went to uh maple leaf square when before it was all like commercialized and everything there was no rules they just put mm-hmm. a screen out there and they said okay the game's gonna be on the screen and there was no like police or anything. It was just, I don't think they expected it. Cause I don't know if they'd really done it before that year, that year with the Leafs playing Boston. And it was crazy. Just so many people, there was no like place to buy beer. So people are just drinking in public. Like it was just a huge party and it was awesome. But if there was a Boston fan, um, <laughs> what was, what was crazy though, is there was Boston fans and Leafs fans were just kind of like, like chirping, but it was fine. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a different, you know, like everyone's kind of chilling. I don't know if that would happen now, though. I think it's been too much. I wouldn't roll up in a Boston jersey uh, to a Leafs game at this point. No. It's just there's too much pain there for all yep. the Leafs fans. So, you know, we'll see. What about if I roll up with an Islanders jersey? You think I'm getting chirped? As hard. No, you're probably yeah. not getting chirped. Everyone's just gonna feel sorry for you, <laughs> which is like worse. Which is worse, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was 2008 or 2007. I caught a game in Buffalo when Buffalo was still like killing it at the at that time, and that's kind of how they treated me. And I was like, I was like, man, I just want you guys to like give it to me a little bit but they were really yeah. just like yeah They're you know nice josh bailey yeah i hope he works out and you know yeah. they were like <laughs> too nice buffalo people are so yeah uh it's crazy too because like i feel like if you were to wear an islanders jersey to a leaf game there is a, a, a sizable amount of leaf fans that are not a big fan of the Tavares thing 
So they'd probably be like, can you please take him back? Like, do we, do we need our second line center making this much money? Um, I think down, like a reverse I, I, card. I, yeah, I'm a big Tavares fan, but there's definitely a, I mean, Leafs fans, they're divided on everything. It's probably the fan base that argues the most with each other oh, out yeah. of any fan base. So yeah. with, with uh, Steve Dangle leading the parade. Yeah, well, there was a thing that was like, who are the most annoying? What's the most annoying fan base? I think the Leafs got number one, and I am positive that half the votes were Leaf fans. Over the, the Flyers? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Like, I think, like, Toronto was, like, up. I'm, maybe they weren't number one, but they were up there. And uh, because, like, it's annoying. It's not, like, most aggressive or anything. Because oh, yeah. that would go to the Flyers all day. But, uh, <laughs> Most like annoying fan base, and I feel like even half those votes were Leafs fans about the Leafs because it's just a fan base that doesn't agree on anything. Mm-hmm. There's just no like unity there. Even like when there they is, win, mad. yeah, exactly. There's just a there's hat. Some people are like it's the management. Other people are like it's Neiland. Everyone hates Neilander is such a divisive figure for some reason. And uh, you know, so it's just kind of crazy. Love that. <laughs> Cool. So um, I, I do want to talk about the the two tours that you wrapped up because, you know, at, once the pandemic lifted, you, you guys came back to the States and, and did two killer tours. Yeah. So, the you know, obviously the Pure Noise tour, which had so many bands and I caught it when you guys were here in Charlotte. And uh, that, that must have been a, a blast just being on the road with such killer bands every single night. Yeah, that was great. That tour rocked. I mean, it was it was an interesting tour because you know it it, it was so soon after uh, things kind of opening up, mm-hmm. and um, I think you know there's a, like a bit of paranoia there, uh, but I think at the same time it was so exciting for it to just be back and to be playing shows again. And yeah, there's rules and certain things that like you know do this, don't do this, and like even for the bands, you know there was rules for us. Uh, that, um, you know, just to keep us safe, um, you know, things like, you know, not in necessarily going out and talking to fans after the show, things like that. Um, so it was interesting cause it was like, we're back, but there's rules, like there's limitations here and, and, uh, stuff like that. But it was just so great to be back. So great to be playing shows and especially with the bands we were playing shows with, um, it was a lot of fun and it was, uh, you know, especially just friends like those, yeah, those gonna, are, I was literally, that's our show, man. Yeah. They, they're so awesome. They are, they're fun on stage and they're fun in person. Like becoming friends with that group of people was just awesome. Like just awesome people. And, uh, but everyone on the tour was great. And, uh, but we just, we shared a green room with them every single night. So we got to know them. We got to know them pretty well. And they, yeah, it was a good time. One of the guitarists has like a very San Jose sharks colored guitar. And I was like, I wonder if they're sharks fans because they're from like that Bay area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're from the Bay area. I'm not sure. I know, uh, their singer, Sammy has become a devil's fan and I don't know how oh. that happened. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to have to have a talk with him about that. It's an interesting team to pick. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it a bit, but yeah, they, uh, I don't know They we didn't talk too much about too much hockey with them. I think 
meeting them, they were none of them were like huge hockey fans, but I feel like a few of them are getting into hockey now. Okay, but there was plenty of hockey dudes on that tour. Yeah. Like yes. Our buddy Jennings does merch for four years. Mm-hmm. He's a huge hockey guy. Oh yeah. And, and he then, told yeah. Yeah, and, and then obviously Derek and even like Tyler from State Champs is starting to get into hockey. He's and, a Blue yeah. Jackets fan, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and that, that, that was, was like, <laughs> that was kind of towards the end of the season too. So there was probably t- tons of hockey talk, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, there was a bit, it was like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, there was a bit, it's so, so tough on tour. Like I'm the biggest hockey fan and I have a hard time finding time to like watch the games on tour. You know, like I have like, it's like I I can keep up with my cell phone, but that's about it. Like I feel like I never yeah. have the time to sit down and watch a game. So when I get home, I binge it. I just like every single night. I do not miss a Leafs game when I'm home. Like it just doesn't happen, you know, but on tour it's, it is tough because it's hard to keep up with, with everything going on, but there's a bit of hockey talk. And and those size venues that you guys were playing, I never really see sports on the TVs when, when I go to shows like, you know, at the Fillmore in Charlotte, for example, like, yeah, I feel like the, a little smaller is when you can still have like a bunch of games on the TVs. But once you get to that size room, they just, First of all, I don't even really see TVs in those kinds of rooms anymore. Yeah, I mean, it sort of depends. Like in our green room, so there sometimes is a TV and we have a fire stick and we'll, you know, throw on the game. But even then, there's so much going on that you're not like able to fully Focus. pay attention to it. Because I'm definitely one of those people when I watch a game where I like over fixate on what's <laughs> going on. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, like I'm like paying attention to like exactly uh everything that's going on and i feel like i it's almost like overwhelming like trying to watch a game and also just hang out and socialize Mm -hmm. you know like i I watch a lot of games by myself just like that just like (laughs) watching like that's it (laughs) yeah i'm kind of like i need to be either like with 30 or 40 fans watching a game or by myself like yeah five or six people watching a game like that's when i'm more distracted and not really like (laughs) yeah into the game so i I totally get that i need the audio up i need the audio up i'm so big on that and i have a huge beef with certain american networks and how they mix hockey and it and it's like just a thing i don't know it's insane it's an insane thing to be upset about but like when i watch canadian broadcasted hockey games they have the arena mics so loud Mm -hmm. like you can hear all the skates the sticks you can hear the players yelling at each other and you can hear the fans they're almost as loud as the the announcers are sometimes and then i'll tune into some american broadcasts and it's it's almost mixed more like an nfl game and it's just like it's hard to hear a lot of like the that stuff. And I think it's so important to be able to hear the the skates like cutting, you know, like when a guy's cutting through and like to hear all that, it just is so awesome. It's more immersive. Yeah, and I love like, hearing absolutely. audio. So whenever I'm anywhere, like even at a bar and I can't hear the audio of the game, it drives me nuts because <laughs> I love hearing it. It just puts you into it, makes it's more immersive. See, I've never 
watch the game on TV in Canada. So I don't don't even know what I'm missing. And now I'm like, geez, there's a whole new world that I don't even know existed. Oh, got to get the VPN going. Yeah, geez. Yeah. I, I guess that that would make you feel like you really are there. I guess like in the documentary like shows, they they have that. Yeah, but like, dude, uh, CBC uh, are it's like a, a government funded a channel, but they stream Saturday nights. They stream Hockey Night in Canada for free. So if you got a VPN, rock the VPN and uh, yeah, watch the CBC feed. It's great. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. I do not have a VPN. That's way above what kind of tech stuff I'm into. <laughs> you got to hack the system. Pretend that you're in Canada. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like free or like, they're like, some of them are like 10 bucks a month. I use it because um, I just find it helpful. You can get so many games that you normally wouldn't get, mm-hmm. you know, using a VPN. If you pay for a service, if you're just pirating it, then I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I have like a little cable subscription thing and I find the VPN, like I can get games that I wouldn't. You can't normally get yeah, blackouts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Blackouts are ridiculous. Oh, abs fan. I feel like abs fans get it the worst. Mm -hmm. I have some friends that live in Colorado and they, and they like, it's, I don't know what the deal with that is, but they like, can't even watch their own team or something. I don't, it's weird, dude. I, so the Islanders definitely have it worse because the New York market has so many teams and they all share the MSG network. So oh, I, was, okay. I was living in Albany for a couple of years because that's where my wife is from. And I would say I was only able to watch 60% of the Islander games because the Devils are on that market. The Sabres yeah. would sometimes get the, those games. Then you have the Rangers, the Knicks, like literally all share that same network. And yeah, the Islanders are at the bottom of the totem pole. So I was living in the state of New York and probably only watched 60% of the games because of that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's awful. It yeah. really is. And the Rangers obviously are the the team. Yeah. Well, yeah, like it literally the channel is called MSG, like Madison Square Garden. Where yeah, they play, so which I think it's rocks that they play there. I think that's like the coolest thing. It's, you know, it's definitely but the else- prime location. Yeah, but I also thought mm-hmm. it was cool that the Islanders played the Islanders playing in an arena with a jumbotron that wasn't center. <laughs> I thought that rocked. I was like, that is so dumb, but I love it. Yeah, it's just that, it's so New York Islanders esque. You know, it, it to was have a jumbotron that's not in the middle of the ice. Or like that uh, is the it, team that would have to deal with that. Or an entire section where there was literally in the lower bowl in the hundreds level a white Honda SUV. Yeah. Like just in, just there, just there in the corner. So like you're just... watching a game where normally you have like fans banging on the glass. There would just be a whole entire section with just a Honda SUV. And it was just like, yeah. what the heck? Like that's yeah. prime seats. And you're it just is. letting, letting it go. SUV letting Honda. Yeah. Yo, do you guys have a, do you guys get, um, a jersey sponsor? No, because the Islanders, this is their 50th anniversary. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so they... That's so much better. I hate the jersey sponsor. I think it's ridiculous. I, I, you know, I, I don't hate it on, like, the ice, but I've seen that now 
the jersey advertisements or even on the jerseys that you can buy in the team store. Mm-hmm. I think that I guess it, I guess it's optional. Like maybe it's optional because I know I they know. said that it wouldn't be on them, but to me, it's like I don't mind like Ve- the Vegas Golden Knights or uh, you know any newer team. I think should rock them. Why not? Like you know, but when you're an original six team. I think it's insane. I hate that the Leafs, you're an original six team. There's so much history there. And uh, also it's they're the Leafs are worth like uh, something like a bill. They're like the most expensive NHL team. They're worth an insane amount. Do they really need that? You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I get it. If you're Phoenix, if you're Arizona, if you're the Arizona, if Arizona should be allowed to fill their Jersey with, <laughs> with whatever, <laughs> Whatever they should be able to advertise anything they want, like put it on the pants. They should just be a walking sponsor this year to get them out of there, to get yeah. them out of that arena. Let we them might do whatever be able they to want. Afford a sponsorship on their jersey. Yeah, the, yeah. Let other teams. <laughs> oh, yeah, but just let I, anyone who anyone just like get them out of that arena. Yeah, hundred like the bucks. No. We'll, we'll put your logo on our jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is like three episodes in a row that we've come back and there's there's been a there's been some type of like shitting on Arizona. Oh, dude, Easily. I am buying I am buying a ticket to see a game there. I am not because <laughs> as much as everyone wants to shit on it, I'm I think that'd be awesome. It's a like, small cap arena, to. like it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going to a game because odds are they won't be there next year. So I'm like, I got to see a game there this year because that's just so cool and i know it's cool because they're uh, uh, like just making no money but like it's not intentional in any way it's not like a special thing they're doing for their fans it's just because they're broke but yeah. like i i have to see a game there i have to because it's the only time you're going to be able to do that you're never there's never going to be another nhl team to play in an arena that small no it's kind of comical that they're even letting that happen yeah, Truly. but I'm stoked. I got to see a game there. I'm going to I'm definitely I'm making it a priority to get a ticket to one of those games cuz just going to have a tour cool. stop. It'll be packed with away fans. <laughs> We're going to route a oh, tour, but sure. it needs to stop in Tucson, in, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Gilbert or whatever suburb of Phoenix it's in. Yeah. Yeah, who knows. Phoenix oh, is Oh, it's at ASU this year. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, right? Isn't that Tucson? I think it's Tucson, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix That's is uh, or there. Arizona. Arizona. We were in Arizona for uh, uh, what do you call it when it rains a lot? Yeah, like the monsoon. Side monsoon. A monsoon, I dude. I thought a monsoon was a crazy thing, <laughs> and we were in Arizona playing a show, and then like there's a monsoon tonight, and a monsoon happened, and I was like, this is just a thunderstorm. <laughs> That's it. Like if this if this happened in Toronto. Everyone would go on with their life as if nothing happened. Like it wouldn't even matter. But in Arizona, it's like it's the desert. It's yeah, it's a desert. So everything's flooding. They just don't have sewer systems. I'm like, this is crazy because it's not that special. Like it's it it rained, but it wasn't like it wasn't like anything I hadn't seen before. I guess it's just because it's in Arizona. They don't get rain. Yeah, they don't really have the infrastructure for it. Yeah. I just thought that was wild. I thought monsoons would be crazy. I was so excited for something <laughs> insane, and it was just a thunderstorm. That's all it was. I didn't even know that we had monsoons in the in the United States. I think that's Learned what it's something. called. It could be something different, but yeah, it was like no. Was I'm like... pretty sure that's what they were calling it, and uh, maybe there, there's definitely worse worse monsoons out there, no doubt. But that monsoon sucked. <laughs> 
Oh, geez. That's great. So Yeah, they call it monsoon season. Unbelievable. So, Dougie, we, we can't let you leave without, you know, just asking what Barron's has cooking. Um, I, I know we got the holiday show and probably can't announce any tours or anything like that. But do, are we getting new music soon? And we got what, what do we got coming out? Yeah, we just finished uh, a record. Um, it's done. Not done. Our part's done. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it has to be mixed and, uh, and mastered and all of that good stuff. But, um, yeah, it's done. And uh, hopefully, it'll be out. I mean, not hopefully. It'll be out next year. And uh, I'm stoked. I think it's the best stuff we've done. And I think we're excited because it's it's uh, it's – it's more like what we want to play, you know, like we didn't try and get too artsy with it. It's just fun pop punk music that we're stoked to play live because that's always been a thing with us. It's like we go to do a record and and it's you we want to do all these different things. And but then when you go to do it live, you're like, well, that's not a, I want to be excited. I want to jump around and move and have fun. And and I think we really wrote this record so that we can play it live and it's going to be f- awesome you know who did you guys go to to record this album we recorded it with sam uh sam guana from uh toronto but didn't he move i heard he moved yeah we recorded it in la okay okay but i've known him forever dude there's a picture yeah i sent him a picture the other day of me i'm in high school uh like playing a guitar at like uh long mcquade which is like our guitar center and i'm wearing a july t-shirt which is his old band his old band and uh yeah so i've like known him for a long time i've known him i've known him since i was in in high school basically and uh i think we've always like um c- kind of like you know we're like yeah maybe we do this one with sam so this time we did shaking your mind with sam that single and mm-hmm. uh, we just had a great time so we were like let's do the let's do the record with them and we'll do it in la and we rented out an airbnb and um yeah, we just did it in an Airbnb, and it was great. It was a great vibe. With, with yeah, him think- leaving Toronto, though, I feel like, you know, when, when eventually he got to the point where he was only dealing with, like, the big heavy hitters in the Toronto scene. But, you know, when he was first starting out, a lot of Toronto bands were able to record with him and got killer recordings. Yeah, we're in that same boat because him and Anton shared a studio. Mm-hmm. So Anton was doing like Seaway and we, we recorded with Anton and, you know, and then there was Sam who was doing like, like Pacific and um, he had cold front and, you know, this just like that studio is the coolest thing looking back on it because him and Anton kind of provided a great, like great sounding mixes, production, everything for bands for like a fairly, reasonable cost Mm -hmm. and all these bands were able to go record there with them and get picked up by labels and get opportunities and uh they were way like it's just cool that that studio existed and that they were working with all those bands and all those bands uh were able to do stuff and i just think it's uh it was a cool thing in that moment in that period of time that that just existed and every band recorded there yeah, and, and now there's like a void. So like those younger up and coming Toronto bands who could be like the next Lake Pacific, the next Barons, like they don't have necessarily that right in their backyard. Yeah. I mean, there's still guys. There's guys so like they're 
they have kind of moved on. Like Anton's gone to Nashville, Sam's in LA and, Mm-hmm. And uh, now there's new people popping up, you know, and 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 doing that same thing. And I think it's just like a cycle, yeah. You know, it's like it always, it's always like a a refreshing cycle. And you hope that that same thing happens where you get, you know, one or two guys who are in a price range that's affordable that can really help all these bands that that have that, you know, that have it be able to record and be able to to put it out and go on tour and, and all that stuff. Oh, Justin knows firsthand that's going on in Orlando right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with, uh, with Wade moving down here from Ocala, Andrew Wade has just been like, I, I feel like almost every band that I know has gone over to either Andrew Wade or to uh close quarter recording with Dylan Herzog here down here. But Dylan is like a huge Sam Guyana fan. Like, um sam was down recording uh the a few songs with broadside and yep. um dylan found out and he was just like where is he and i'm like he's at our our uh guitarist tony murphy's studio and i'm like he's at murphy's studio right now he's like let me go meet him i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's cool like just like you named some of ontario's top bands like i still rip that last cold front record. Oh, dude. Daily, daily. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we always, I, we, yeah, we always make jokes too, because Mike, uh, their drummer, cold Front's drummer has yep. TM'd for us a few times. And so every once in a while, we'll just throw in a bit of cold front. And just <laughs> see if he responds. Beauty, to it. Though. <laughs> dude, I saw him play with clothes hangers at a show once he got odds to play a full song with clothes hangers and he did it i was like that's incredible um but yeah like even like you know like pacific um seaway i remember even like we we played a few shows with like fighting season back in the day too um which was like an older like ontario band it's just like the music that comes out of that region of canada is just ridiculous I agree, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy, especially during that time, mm-hmm. like because there was so much. Um, it's a different time now with TikTok and all of that yeah. stuff, but at that time, like Spotify hadn't really even popped off yet. Like bands were still just putting their stuff on Bandcamp, on Pay What You Want, and then just like buying the shittiest van they could find mm-hmm. and going on tour. And that was how you tried to get your name out there. That was the way it worked. And it's crazy because during that time, there were so many bands, like just every band like was like we'd go and do a few shows and it was like such a community. Like we were from Ottawa and we had this house in Ottawa where shows would happen all the time and we'd go play Hamilton. We'd go play London and we'd go play wherever and we'd talk to other bands and other bands that were trying to do the same thing as us. We'd make friends with them and we'd be like, oh, yeah, like. If you if you guys like play the show and have us on it in in uh, like London or Hamilton, like we'll we'll do a thing in in Ottawa at this house, and it was just like a really cool time. It was a community, and I think um, I hope that's still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think it probably is still happening to an extent. I see bands like that now uh, with bands like like dear God and stuff like bands from around this area who are yeah. still following that thing of like play house shows, play cool stuff, just do it like the way it was done. But I also understand that, you know, 
it's changed and and there's a different way to do it now and you know that that mentality isn't the same but during that time dude so many great ontario bands and it was so such a fun time to be a band in ontario i still i still like when when people like talk to to me because we had something similar here in orlando with the band capstan they had their home that they rented like they rented out they had and they had bands that would just come through their living room and play and I think that was the first time I ever saw Seaway. They had just put out um, Hoser, and they were playing in a living room. And I tell people this. I'm like, yeah, I saw Seaway in a living room. And people are like, no, you didn't. I'm like, 100%. Here are the pictures of it. And it's yeah. just crazy to talk about, like, being in a room with 75 to 100 kids that should not be packed in this house just going absolutely bananas. Yeah. Um, and it was – it. I, I missed it. Like that was that was like almost like the height of of kind of like the uh, the the punk music scene back in the day, and we're slowly getting it back. But um, I miss I miss house shows like that. Yeah, it was exciting. It was fun. It was it's something that I think about, and I think about like the mentality of bands as well. Mm-hmm. Like us coming from that is such a it's very humbling because you think about that time where like you were just playing houses like you'd play houses or like small skate shops and stuff like that. And there was no expectation of playing a bigger venue. Of course you wanted to, mm-hmm. but it was also like this rocks. Like, of course a career in it would be awesome, but even if there's not a career, this is fun as fuck. And this rocks, you know? And I think that was like that coming from that is really cool. Uh, and I just, you know, I know that's still happening. I know there's still bands that do that and, and it's a thing, but it's just interesting to look back at that time and, and how prevalent that was kind of everywhere and how bands in that time with there being no Spotify as, as like a normal thing with there being no TikTok and social media sort of being like there, but not as prevalent. Um, and like the, the way to get it out there was to play shows and to play people's houses and to play those skate shops. And to do that, it was like a cool time. I think. Honestly, I, I, I'm like an old soul, so I go back and forth, but doing social media and like doing TikToks and stuff is probably more exhausting than just getting in a van and grinding it out and playing shows. Like it truly is a grind and like, Having to come up with stuff every single day is exhausting. So yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. It's like, weird. It's, it's but it's, it's, it's always evil. depends. It depends who you are. Like I remember. Uh, so on our headliner, we brought um, these guys in arrows in action. Yep, our friends and super cool dudes. And uh, I had a conversation. Oh yeah, they're with a them. huge TikTok band. And they are. Yeah, they're a big TikTok band, and they have lots of monthly listeners on Spotify, and they're independent. So they, you know, that's where they can make, you know, that's where they, they do pretty well. And mm-hmm. that's their thing. And they, they, they were like, yeah, it'd be, you know, they wanted to tour more and they did that tour dude with like a week's notice. So huge yeah, I was going to say like, like Jill they Sox, fucking rock. Jill Sox was removed and they hopped on. Like yeah. This, they hopped on remember... like that. And, uh, nicest dudes and They're Florida, right? Yeah, they were from uh, Orlando. One, yeah, one of them's from Orlando, and the other two uh, live in Nashville. But like, what's crazy is they were kind of like, we want to tour more. We were like, oh, bro, we're exhausted. We don't want like. <laughs> I wish we could like have some TikTok stuff going on and be able to make 
some some uh, money in that way. But um, it's interesting because you always want what you don't have. Yeah. Yep. You know, like they want what what we've been doing, which is just touring endlessly. And and uh, we're like, yo, if we could like not tour for a bit, <laughs> like that'd be sick. I, I will say the bearings Twitter game is on point. Anytime I see any type of Twitter rant going on on my like my feed and it has bearings in it, I'm like, this is great. People complaining yeah. about the, the Christmas show not having passports, they're chirping them. I'm like, it, yeah, it's, it's just so good just going through. It's just like a great like comedic relief, just being like, yes, chirp the fans, keep going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> chirp these bands, yeah. yeah, dude. That's crazy though too, because passports are like, a, how much does a passport cost? A buck fifty. No, oh, okay, that's more than I thought. But it lasts ten little... years. That's it ten do, years. Does it though. last ten? It lasts years? ten years. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, people, how do they, you how do you even look the same after ten years? How do they don't. identify that? <laughs> That's insane. In Canada, the most you can get is eight. The standard is four, but you can pay for an eight. But that's wild. Ten years, I yeah. that's wild. Yeah, yeah. The states is ten, and then you get it renewed. And I think it's I think it's only like seventy five to get it renewed. Maybe. Wow, that's crazy. That rocks. Passports <laughs> rock. <laughs> Dude, every time I have a passport, I mean, I've always had a passport, but like, you know, it's just so nice rolling up. And we have, you know, like when you roll up and you're in your, I hate situations where like you can be, you don't know, you know, so those like licenses that like you can drive across, that shit scares me. I just, I would like, I would just want a passport, you know, but in Canada, we don't have that anyways. We don't have those. We, I don't know why you guys get to have those licenses and we don't, I don't know what the deal with that is. What, There's like, like these license, like advanced licenses uh, where like you can only like, drive across. So that's like New York State. Like you have one of those. Like I don't think I have that option here in North Carolina. No, I have, have an like, option in Florida. Yeah. But when I lived in New York, yeah, you can have like the advanced license, which was basically a passport that could get you into Canada or Mexico or whatever. <laughs> so I weird. feel like people wow. in Florida don't even drive with licenses. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I drive anywhere else. I'm like, I think the, the only the only other place we, we were driving with like a van and trailer where we were kind of nervous was like the Jersey Turnpike. And even they have yeah. like just some like set up. Yeah, dude. The the only place we ever when we're driving get weird about is Texas. That's the only place that sucks. Oh yeah, the roads because they got they got they got like a border. They like question you and stuff. They've taken us in, questioned us, uh, searched our van, searched our trailer, everything. It's such a weird thing entering Texas sometimes. It's, it's like their own country. It's their own country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's the same country. Why do you guys have a border? It's so weird. Relax. You're the ones with the guns. <laughs> that like, is what true. The hell? What are we gonna do? Like. You're the ones that where everything's legal, well, except weed. So I guess that's the thing. But like, yeah, so you're the you're more dangerous than everyone else. It's crazy that you have the border. We're just here to play music and eat tacos, dude. Like, yeah, chill. yeah. It's like as long as you guys got some like, what's the Texas beer? Lone Star. Oh, awful. Lone Star. <laughs> but uh, that shit's so bad. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like, you guys got Lone Star. Makes me mad. <laughs> Just a bad beer. That's what I hear about puppers up in, in Ontario. 
Dude, I was just rocking a poppers right here. I know. Look at that. Yeah. I try every every band that's come down and we've played with in from like from Ontario. I'm like, hey, bring, can you bring like a six pack? Just bring like yeah. a six pack of poppers. I just want to try it. They never bring it. I'll bring you. I'll bring you like a little sneaky. A sneaky weasel is better than poppers. Poppers yeah. is fine though. It's just the 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 yeah. the, the, the this the letter Kenny esque aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, the Canadian beers. Other than that, though, you know, there's a couple good. You know, I don't know. I'm not big on it. I'm I'm happy with a good PBR vibe. Watch the show. That's my that's my mm-hmm. thing. Didn't you guys get a PBR sponsorship? Yeah, yeah, that's rocked, the- dude. We <laughs> would just, rocked. dude, it <laughs> rocked because we would just go like they it, in Canada. We can't get free PBR just because the sponsorships like in the U.S. But when we were on tour in the U.S. Um, we would just go to any store and just like buy a ton of PBR and they were cool with it. They'd pay for it for us. And we would, you know, we just have PBR. So like we'd be playing venues and you got to think we were touring with young culture and between you and me, arrows and actions, a little more chill. They weren't really an issue here, but young culture between you and me, if you put beer in the green room, that is gone in 10 minutes. Yeah. It is gone. Between so, you and me is drinking that out of their shoes. Oh, dude, it's gone. Like, so having that sponsorship was huge because, like, we'd be like, oh, this is on our ride or whatever. We'd have, like, 24 beers in there, and they would be gone in the first hour. So <laughs> it was – we were so appreciative of that because we'd be bringing PBRs in, and it got to the point of the tour where we would, like – we'd bring in some for them, and then we would, like, hide ours because <laughs> we were like, these guys are going to get into it. We know they are. And – uh so we would because they're all our friends too so it's not like that thing of like oh i don't want to touch that band's no they don't give a fuck you guys have toured before like plenty of times yeah they don't give a fuck they're (laughs) like yeah we drank your beer sorry guys you know (laughs) so like we'd like hide it behind a couch and they'd still find it they're crazy they just sniff it out they just throw out a fuck off like something like that oh yeah they'd be like you you guys get it for free we don't care we're drinking your pbr go get another one out of the rv that's sweet though. That's a sweet that that might be better than like when Taco Bell used to sponsor bands. Oh yeah, they yeah. only do like five hundred bucks for like feed the beat. Yeah, which is you know that's I mean we when you tried to get feed the beat, um, but I imagine it's a bit of a blessing and a curse, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, you, like after, eating Taco Bell every day. Imagine a long drive like. Where there's no <laughs> bathrooms and you just have yeah. Taco Bell, dude. That's every day, dude. Every time we're driving, I'm like, oh man, what did we eat today? We're pulling over like four times. We're driving three hours. We're gonna be pulling over three, four times every time because you're just not eating. You're eating Taco Bell or McDonald's or something. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad, dude. And it's always an emergency pullover. Well, it's not like you got ten minutes. It's an emergency. Like you got to get over. You got to get to that gas station. We um we recently we 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 toured like back in June with uh with a band from from Toronto, and uh, it was a, for their first time in the states ever, and um we were like oh we're gonna take you to like all the spots like we took them to, like cookout and stuff like that, but uh they were like they're like do you guys eat at gas stations a lot? <laughs> they were like yeah yeah Sheets Wawa Royal yep. Farm fucking Bucky's like they were like we've never eaten at this many gas stations ever and we're like well. Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah. Sheets, though, is great. Yeah. <laughs> it is better than most fast food. So I'll take it every day. Wawa's good. At, good at, Wawa's okay. 
Yeah, I'll take. I Chiefs hate when people Wawa. over. Yeah, people overhype Wawa. It's fine. It's a sandwich. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a hoagie. Yeah, it's a. It's not. What the fuck's a hoagie? It's a sandwich. <laughs> like, why do you gotta? It's a, there's already a name for that thing, and we're calling it a different. It's just. It's, it's a Philadelphia that, thing. Yeah, I know, but it's ridiculous. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we could sit here and talk about gas stations and stupid food all night, but all night. <laughs> we <laughs> probably could. Probably right. could. But Dougie, man, I, I truly appreciate you coming on. Let's not wait like 120 episodes before we get you back on here. And uh yeah. You know, it's the most wonderful time in the year. New new season. It's anyone's anyone's shot at Lord Stanley. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm rooting for the Islanders to to surprise some people. I'm, I'm hoping Tampa starts to fall off a little bit. I'm sick of them. I think everyone and, is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's I, sick of them. Yeah. I get think, them out of here. Yeah. You guys are not, now the new Penguins. Like we're we creeping up. We're creeping up as like like top ten worst fan bases. Yeah. I believe it. Emily, Emily is a is a battleground. They don't give a yeah. shit who you are. Uh, we'll see how it goes when they start losing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the bandwagon yeah. will fall off. Yeah, all we'll these, see. all these, like, oh, you can't wear opposing team jersey. They're gonna be. How like, would oh, you even you know? Can't... How would you even know when they're playing the Leafs? They copied the jersey. Yeah, I would same, wear my Leafs jersey and colors. say it's the same thing. They legit like will kick little kids out. That are wearing the opposing team. Yeah, jerseys. I saw that. I saw that. Rude. It's terrible. But yeah. you know, once they start losing, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you got a hundred oh, fans yeah. come sit the down money. by the glass." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's some. That's some small. Like, I'm not even gonna say that, but it's some very weak energy when you got to kick out. It just, it's just saying like, we. I don't know. I get it though. I get it to an extent. The tickets are affordable, so you can actually go to the game. Leafs don't have this issue because no one's flying to Toronto. And paying three hundred dollars to sit upper bowl, so I guess Leafs don't have that problem. So I can't like. It's nope. getting pretty bad in Tampa, though. I think it's like it's like a it's like a hundred fifty for upper bowl right now. But uh, I I did the math when they were when they were playing the the Cats in the playoffs last season. Um, it would have been cheaper for me to drive to Miami, get two lower bowl tickets in a hotel, and drive back than it would for me to get two upper bowl tickets, uh, in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. the way it goes. Cool. Absolutely. Well, Dougie, right. man, I, I'm super pumped for the holiday show. Super pumped mm-hmm. for hearing this new record. Wish you guys all the best. And, dude, it was it was truly a pleasure, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Unreal. Thank you for having me, guys. All Thank right. You, See you, brother. See you.